Good morning, everyone. We greet you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I quote a scripture verse that has special meaning to me this morning. This is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can you agree with me on that this morning? I grieve. I do not understand. But our times are all in the hands of the Lord. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And so the feature this morning, as well as Pastor has reminded us, is to put our mind on the Lord and focus on the good things of life. Life is very fragile. You can be strong so that you can pull down mountains and trees one moment, and the next you can be gasping to stay alive. Is that true? How do we live life? What is this Christianity life that you and I have been birthed into? Before I go on, I'm so pleased that my daughter is here mm-hmm. with her daughters. Yes. We have tried in our life to be a pattern of Christianity that they could partake of and come in with confidence mm-hmm. to the throne of grace in prayer. I'm so thrilled when I observe them, and I can stand with them and worship the Lord. No uh, kudos to us, but thanks be unto God. Are you here today? Amen. Amen. At the funeral remembrance of Brad, I am going to talk about something. I'm going to use David's words concerning King Saul. When unexpectedly, King Saul was slain. And even that though the prophet Samuel had registered his prophecy that the hand of God was on David... Everyone knows some of his experiences. But this is what David said concerning Saul. I refuse to bury the shield of Saul as though it was not anointed with oil. And I'm making this declaration for my loving brother. I refuse to bury Brad Reed as though he was not called of God. Or even inspired and anointed of God. So if you come pray with us, 
because there's going to be people there that are other observers to the gospel. There are going to be people there that have questions in their spirit. Can God do this? Can God do that? We're going to, with dignity and with confidence, display our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you agree with me this morning? Give a better amen than that. Amen. Thank you. What is the lifestyle of salvation? How does it function? Not only in Christianity or in the church, but how does it function in our lives? How does it work? We're going to talk about that this morning. I want to read you a scripture. It is this. Psalm 18. It reads, I will love the Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation. He is my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies, whatever they are, and however they are. In your mind, here is David saying, he will bless the Lord. Because there is something in his spirit There is something living in his words. They're not just words of poetry. These are not just words to fill up a sacred text somewhere. These are words of reality that is tied to the very life experiences of a man who said, I have a God. He is my life. He is my strength. He is my buckler. He is my fortress. This was not just a life speaking from the sense of I have a religion or I have a practice, but this was a man of possession. Something real lived inside of him. And he was able to put it to words. I will love my God. I thank God he is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. 
What is it, David? What is this thing that's living in you? What is your testimony? What is something that cannot be copied we hear about? Oh, your life is good, David. You're king. You've you've got a wonderful heritage. No one bothers you. But in spite of all of this, he said there, I love God. And he says, I have a certain life, and I want to bring to you your life in my life today. Because we are here waiting for the end of this life. We are waiting for the purposes of God in the earth. Just as sure as I'm standing here, this world's not going to be here for eternity. And you and I are involved in something. We are involved in a Christianity. We're involved in something that God wants to live in us. And I want to say to you today, every believer has a life. Every believer no matter who they are, died with Christ. For the book of Galatians chapter 2 says, I am crucified with Christ. Paul was speaking, giving to us an experience about our life. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Every believer will have an experience in that crucifixion yes. with Christ. Maybe not literally for you, but you will live in the result of that sorrowful experience. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And then he goes on and he said, I live by the faith of the Son of God which loved me and gave himself for me. So I say to you today, every believer, no matter who they are, died with Christ in his provision. Will you say amen to that? Amen. Also with that, every believer, because of his death, rose in the resurrection with him. Not one of us do not have living redemption in our spirit. Because he rose, because he lives, we live also. Amen. 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 So we say to you, every believer, no matter who died with Christ, every believer, no matter who rose with Christ, and every believer, no matter who lives the Christ life. What is it? What is this? Is it a religion that you and I experience? What is this life? How do you explain it? How does it work? What is the process of this redemption that God died on the cross to give us? What is this thing that works in you, works in me? This Christianity, you will experience this. 
What is the experience of our Christianity? Well, it's like this. We are brought at times to crisis. And in that crisis, we are brought to a process. We are here today, as Pastor has given us the experience, we are in crisis. Crisis in emotion. Crisis of faith. Some may be wondering, oh, does it work? certainly doesn't work for me. Yes, we are in crisis because the enemy is sitting on shoulders saying, ah, this Christianity doesn't work. See? Our Christian life, all of it, till we are redeemed and go into eternity is a process of crisis and then process. That's the way God fixed it. He fixed it in the experience of Jesus, the experience of the apostles. They were brought to a crisis in their faith, a crisis in their life. But thank God, there's a process. And I want to tell you today that God is interested in how we relate in the crisis we are in by his process. So the pastor stood and said, come on, we know that we've got sorrow, but we're going to have the process of lifting up our hands, magnifying the name of the Lord, because we know the process that when we worship the Lord and draw nigh unto him, he draws nigh unto us, and he begins to minister to us. And with God, even the crisis may be somewhat sorrowful, but the intent of God, what he wants from you and me this morning, is the process of faith, the process of redemption, the process of joy, the process of praising God and magnifying his holy name even in the midst of Christ. The whole of our Christian life, the enemy is going to say to you, it's not worth it. Oh yeah? Because when you come to trouble and when you come to a problem, when the process, the process begins to be alive in you and you begin, instead of sitting in a corner and dying somewhat, you begin to recognize in God's teaching, in the ways of the Lord, yes. there is a process for us to yes. overcome every dark thing, every dark thing. Yes. Say it with me, every dark thing. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. This is why we have a church. This is why we've got the gathering here this morning. Our gathering here is not for us to come and do some religiously empty thing. Our process is to lift up our hands, magnify the living God. Our process is to cry a bit, but rejoice a lot. Yes. (laughs) Well, 
I hope that you don't throw me out. (laughs) You know, I'm an old man now, so I really don't care. (laughs) I've got a few things here from study and preparation. Christianity differs from every other religion. And it differs differs from any and all philosophies. Because they seek a saving process. They seek in the religions how to be delivered. They're seeking it in philosophies, in teachings of life. Jesus, our Savior, said, this is salvation. Amen. I'm not seeking salvation. Thankful to God, salvation is a possession. Amen. Are you here this morning? Amen. Why are you not thundering amen? Amen. Well, I'll read you some of these things, whether or not they are important to you, they are to me. Christianity proclaims answers to all of man's troubles, mm-hmm. all of man's crises. Every one of our needs, whether temporal, whether you're physically needing a job here this morning, Or if you're needing an emotional boost because you don't have Jesus living in your lifestyle. Well, Jesus this morning in Christianity has given us all things that are temporal and spiritual. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You need a new job, get close to Jesus, he'll show you how to get one. Amen. I'm not worried about this, whether you have some kind of a theory. Your theory doesn't work. Jesus is the great and only Savior. That's right. He is the deliverer. Amen. Now, I'm glad my granddaughter is here this morning, because I was going to say something about... um, Ah, people that study Greek. (laughs) The only Greek I know is in a restaurant down here. (laughs) Well, can you, do you want to hear some more? Amen. Because I'm going to be here for about another few minutes. And I promise you this. I'm not going to drone on and drone off pushing this. If you get nothing else from what is this thing I have been birthed into, how does it work? It works in crisis. There is a process. Nothing, no other belief system, no other religion can tell you this is real. This works. Amen. 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 You say, well, how come 
we have griefs and sorrows because eternity is different from life on earth. Right, amen. And you're going to be able to regard the blessing in eternity of what happened and on the basis of what took place in the earth. In the Hebrew, the word Savior actually means deliverer. Well, deliver like what? It means in the Hebrew, when you come to a deliverer, he puts you into a big space. Because if the enemy has his way, you're going to be in a confined space. He's going to push on you. And the crisis that you're involved in, you understand, is going to be so small. I can't breathe. But Jesus is a Savior Redeemer who brings you into a delivered large space. And everything he did for the children of Israel, he brought them into a large place. They had trouble getting in there because they wouldn't agree and they didn't have belief system and they wanted to do it themselves, just like many of us. And we are confined, we are pushed, and light constantly presses us down and makes everything that we are involved in small. Your job doesn't work, and it's not good enough. You don't get enough money. You see what I'm saying? But when you come to a deliverer, the temporal is sacrificed because the spiritual comes along and says, I'm going to believe God to do me good. Well, I'm in this crisis. Well, there is a process. There is a way for you not to be jammed into the corner jammed into this in your marriages, jammed into that in the place where you live. God, historically and eschatologically, is a deliverer. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Eschatologically. Big word. Sounds like I'm educated. It just means science of things in the future. God is historically a deliverer, and he will be in the future. Can I hear an amen? He said, my enemy's going to sit on your shoulder and say, God doesn't deliver you. Watch out for tomorrow. You come to this church for very long, you'll find out that people are lifting up their hands, thanking God, praising the Lord, because not only for yesterday, but for today, no matter what we go through, And it's not going to change. We're still going to praise the Lord for his future. Go ahead. Thank God. Now, Danny, you may have to help me with this afterwards. I want to talk about Greek a little bit. Greek savior means to save or saving, deliverance, and safety. To have a savior... In the Greek, talking about does God save a hundred times in the New Testament, God is a savior. Deliverance from a disease or demons, 14 times. 
deliverance from physical peril 20 times. Salvation theologically or in a sense well over 20 times he is our Savior. Safety and deliver 46 times in the original Greek he has been called our Savior and our deliverer. I think we ought to lift our hands up and thank God. Thank you, Lord. He is the great Savior. Well, here's crisis. You say, what's the answer? If you've got a crisis of sin and you're facing the judgment of God, what is the process? The Bible tells us in John 3.36 that he is a Savior. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 that he is the Savior and the Deliverer. So there is the crisis and there is the prophets or the process. If you are in turmoil tonight or today and in frustration, thy word have I hidden mine heart. Psalm 19, 165 tells us that our Lord, our God is our Deliverer. Yes, he is. Amen. Then if you're going through something and you're in unjust suffering, the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, 12 to 19 tells you that you are going to be delivered and revealed and blessed by God. Okay, if you are weary in faith, God gives us Hebrews chapter 10. Now, if I had more time, I will read every one of those scriptures because the process is there. I'm speaking to you about the crisis. And with this, I want to draw to a close. There's not one of us in here today that is going to escape in our life the ways of living. You will come to a crisis. But instead of me saying to you some miracle kind of believism that doesn't work, I'm telling you that in the word of God, God has given to us a process that will bring us through in victory. And so since we're talking about Brad and so we're worried, I just want you to know that it's crisis. But I'm believing for his wife and his children to come through. Why, how? Not some strange believism, but by the process of I will never leave you, says the Lord. Amen. Never. Nor forsake you. That's the process. And so you say, well, I'm not very spiritual. Well, I tell you, every person is going to face crisis. And the process is there, given freely by God. So that you and I can be lifted up. I grieve, but I know the process. I know how to lift up my hands and say, Lord, 
You are my God. Amen. One day, we'll all be gathered together as the great family of God. Amen. Everything will be gone. You say, ah, will that do it? Oh, yes, it does. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, Jesus said. Believe also in me. Yes. He he talks about eternity. My father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God for the process. (laughs) If this morning you would like to be strengthened on the inside so that your way of living is greater than the crisis. And if you feel that your faith is needing a boost, I would like to pray a prayer that I know Mm -hmm. God is pleased with. And he answers. Are you here this morning? Amen. If you say, I wish I had more faith to believe, you're the person I'm talking to. If this morning... Just living life is too cruel. I wanted to tell you, the Lord has provided a lifestyle for us, a process that is easy. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Are you here? Yes. Are you here? Who needs to agree with me in prayer this morning? for a change to take place, that you have more faith in yourselves. Let's stand this morning in honor to the Lord. In a moment, I'm going to ask Pastor John to close the service. I want to pray with you. I'm asking you this message this morning will give you confirmation and will give you comfort to know that no matter what you go through, there is a process of deliverance. No matter what you go through, no matter what happens to you, there is a process for you. Can you agree with me? Our Heavenly Father, people lifted up their hands this morning asking for an enlargement of faith, asking for a realism of the process in our lives. Father, we're asking this right now. Look at the prayers in our heart, oh God, so that we're able to say, it is not too hard. It is the way of the Lord. And there is deliverance, there is salvation for us in every one of our experiences. Some in the days of the future will go into crisis times. Our God, we run into the process. Thank you for the ways of the Lord. Come on, church, lift your voice up. Thank you you for the process, Lord. Thank you you for the ways of the Lord. And all the people said, Amen. Pastor John.